0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Live from the Great Cup Festival. Brought to you by Nate Continuing Education. Visit Nate.ca slash con That the little lumber boy We're all for back you. Nice school. Uh, I know one of my favorite, honestly, one of my favorite bands. We're broadcasting live from the 6:30 Chat Information Center at the 2018 Grey Cup Festival.
1: Our next guest, yes, exciting times, John Ryerson, um, and he, he has been one of the the driving force uh, behind the Atlantic Schooners, and uh, some big news coming. Tomorrow night. First off, John, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: You've got it. So tell us about this, this roller coaster. This push for the uh, CFL team in the Atlantic has been going on for years
0: <laughs> and years and years and years. It's and a years. rich history for a team that's never taken the field. Yeah. Huh? You are undefeated, of course.
2: <laughs> that's true. Uh, we adapted that, uh, that saying that because, truly, in 1984 we were awarded a franchise and uh, we never did play a game. So, therefore, we're really... Undefeated, so nobody's ever beat us, but, but of course, nobody's <laughs> ever played us either. So. But
0: you have everything but the team, right? I mean, you've got the jerseys, you've got the logo. Have you got the name?
2: Not yet. All right, no. So
1: tell us about that because this has all come along with the season ticket buy, and people can, can vote, and it sounds like it's coming down to the wire.
2: It's a horse race between two names the Atlantic Storm and the Atlantic Schooners. Mm. And I don't know what the name is going to be. It's going to be unveiled 6 o'clock Friday afternoon in Hall D at the Convention Center. The commissioner will be on hand along with the team owners. And it doesn't really matter. We're leaning toward the schooners, but it doesn't matter to us because what's more important is the big picture. We need to have a football team in Atlantic Canada. And we can support any name there is. But of course, there'll be some disappointment after this long 26-year trek. Uh, 11 kitchen parties at Great Cup. <laughs> uh, yeah, they would be a little disappointed.
0: Well, it's an interesting history because the argument against the uh, CFL team I think has always been, or one of the greatest arguments has been, whether or not you have the fan base to support a team. But that doesn't really hold up to scrutiny. Because if you look at the population of, say, Regina, for example, yeah, it's got a, a much smaller population than does Halifax, Dartmouth. And if you include all of Atlantic Canada, then it, it's got the
2: population of a Toronto, doesn't it? It does. And, and what what people don't understand in the Atlantic Canada is is that it is similar to Saskatchewan. Uh, Moncton, New Brunswick is two hours and a few minutes away from Halifax. So that's a whole other province. And, and so people driving from Moncton to Halifax, I see the same as driving from Saskatoon to Regina. Mm-hmm. And, and Halifax is twice as big as Regina. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I truly believe it's the right time.
1: John, what about uh, the stadium issue? <laughs> well, it take
0: us back to 1984 because
2: you got that yeah.
0: franchise yeah. and then the stadium didn't get mm-hmm. built.
2: That's right, and uh, that was 1984, and I believe that in 1984, what happened was is when they were trying to do these things, they moved the ball too quickly down the field. The ownership group now is walking that very, very slowly down the field, and they've got every every milestone they've passed so far, but they're they're uh, they're in the red zone. We're, we're right now <laughs> CFL in Atlanta, Canada is in the red zone. Well, tell us what that means, because we have some experience here
0: in Edmonton with trying to build a new arena and not everybody jumps on board right away. We got it done, but you will face a lot of adversity. So where are you at with an actual stadium?
2: Where we are is the ownership group is now in the process of handing their business plan over to the City Council in Halifax. And Halifax City Council has to approve that plan. If the plan is approved, then there'll be some uh, funding perhaps from the province in ways of new taxes or, or something else, but not out of the general coppers or whatever. So if city council, and you need a vote, there's 15 of them, you need eight votes to pass it, and I believe that the, the eight votes are there. I truly do. And I, I believe the people of Halifax, it's, it's funny because CFL, you have to experience it. You have to kind of get hooked on it.
0: Uh, but you have had some experience because exhibition games are held and they're often sold out. I know that you don't have an arena or a stadium that holds, you know, yeah.
2: 55,000 people, but you've sold out. Where were the... Well, it was in Halifax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other two were in Moncton. Right. So the first one in Halifax sold out instantly. And the next one in Moncton sold out really quickly as well. The second one in Moncton did not sell out as quickly. But what you got to realize is hard to sit in a stadium with two teams that are neither one of yours. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you cheer? How do you go the second time to that game? Well,
0: I'm going to do it on yeah, Sunday.
1: Yeah, we'll so. so we're <laughs> living it on Sunday. Uh, where where are they on uh, tickets? Like is it the season ticket well, thing?
2: Like what? The, do- the public number right now is five thousand. Uh, but it's only been out for a very short yeah. period of time, and the, and the big media push has not been there yet. So the, the big drive isn't there. The season ticket sales will go right, well into the new year, mm-hmm. and the goal is to get twelve thousand. Okay. So I, I believe we'll get there with without. You,
0: you know, this push. is possibly something that you don't need to worry about right now. But just out of pure curiosity, from a football operations perspective, if you were to get, uh, if you were to get the team, a team. On a field, where are those players coming from? How? What would that mm. arrangement be?
2: Well, we're going to knock on the door of the Edmonton Eskimos <laughs> yes. and all the other
0: teams in the CFL. Do not up. talk to Mike Riley. Game Let's game. just You're not allowed to. Yeah, just do not even make eye
2: contact, just sir.
1: Consider yourself warned right now,
2: John. <laughs> We've been looking <laughs> at the teams in the CFL, but there's an expansion draft yeah. that'll happen just like it did in Ottawa. And look at that team. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I know. Yeah. an
0: expansion. They team. rebuilt so quickly. Five that was years. amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So tell. Tell us about this group that's behind you, this, this group of schooners behind you. They're wearing their lobster hats and their, and their scarves. Is this, isn't that the, the Alexander Keith scarf or something?
2: Tar- that's the Nova Scotia Tartan. Okay. Yeah. okay. Which I'm, is very close think, to Alexander like, I'm pretty sure that was like just beer, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Who are these folks? Those people out there are volunteers that have been with me for the 11 kitchen parties that we've done. They take time off of work. They come out here, they work 14 hours a day, really hard, to serve uh, Grey Cup fans and represent the Maritimes in, you know, in a very, very, very good way. And then they jump on the plane after the party's over, they never go to the game, and then they fly home. Is that right? Ever. Never gone.
0: That's actually one of the biggest Celtic celebrations in the country, isn't
2: it? Yes. It's, yeah. it's the largest Celtic kitchen party there is. Yep. So we have three... Rock bands, Celtic rock bands slated for Friday and Saturday awesome. night. At the, uh, and lots of lobster. Lots of lobster.
1: And you're telling me a uh, lot of these ladies are the wives of the
2: lobster fishermen. We're from a small village in southwestern Nova Scotia. The population of the village is 480 uh, when I'm home and 479 <laughs> when I'm not. And, and uh, these people all live there. And uh, we're just... We kind of just rallied around this cause and we just never let it go and I've always been a believer that if you if you dream hard enough long enough there's a possibility that your dreams will come true
0: Just out of pure curiosity how long does it take to build an arena? year and a half. Year and That's a
2: half. It. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the uh, mosaic uh, was about a year and a half, two years, right in that area.
0: Right. Although they did have another stadium to play in until the stadium opened. Yeah. Well, they were fortunate. Yeah.
2: We, <laughs> we should have bought that as a used. <laughs> <stadium. They
0: laughs> Taking it brick it by out. brick. Why not? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh well, John. You know, thank you for joining us, and thank you for uh, bringing the Atlantic out to uh, Edmonton. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure to to talk to you and and see the spirit and this this team that you have, and certainly your dedication uh to this over the years um it must be amazing to see it almost there
2: it's it's totally amazing and 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 there's only one thing i want to say and that is if we need edmonton the city of edmonton the cfl fans that are here at the festival you need to support us on this one friday night is the One of the biggest things that's hit the CFL in 35 years, the expansion team uh, and balancing the league, we need you to come out in droves. We'll entertain you. We'll throw you the best party there is at Grey Cup. Just come out and support the Atlantic Schooners. So tell us again where that party is. Hall D, Shaw Convention Center. Get your tickets. It's going to be a sellout. (laughs) All right, sounds Sounds like like fun. Sounds like a great time, John. Thank you so
1: much. Uh, It's 347 on the 630 Chat Afternoon News.
0: Best party band in the country. Really? Oh, I think so. Trooper? Mm. They've been around forever. They're always a great time, as are all maritime-type functions, by uh, the way.
1: All I'm saying, oh, they're blow kisses. That's nice. Hmm. Um, The thing is, is that... They've been around forever.
0: <laughs> but you know what? It's like, so's my playlist. I mean, listen well, to the music I play in my car. I, yeah. uh, no, I think they're absolutely great. And I've seen them perform so many I different have. times.
1: You know what? Sold out. People, people love them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Trooper and Kim Mitchell. And
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it? going to be great. I don't know.
1: Walkman Turner Overdrive? No.
0: I'm just... Are you just guessing now? No, I'm just... <laughs> you know what? I, anyway, I, I, I love Trooper and I, I enjoy seeing them and they play small Lover venues. Bo- Lover Boy. Lover Boy, yeah. Did I tell you about the time I was in Vancouver and Lover Boy was getting back together again? This is years ago. And they were practicing. They ask you on the set, on, on stage? No. Oh. The comedy club I was at was attached to a, a big bar and I, I can't remember what the bar was called. The, the Rage, I think it was called, or the Rave. I can't remember. Um, but on the Thursday when they weren't open, Loverboy was in practicing. They were just getting back together at that point. And the owner of the comedy club, but the manager said, hey, are you a Loverboy fan? And I said, sure. He's like, well, they're practicing next door. So we just sat in a room that holds, you know, what, a thousand yeah. at the back of the room, watched these guys uh, practice and swear at each other. But they were, they were trying on their... That's why I asked if they're still doing spandex, because they were trying on their spandex to see if they could do, if they could leap across the stage while wearing it.
1: Well, I can tell you the picture; it's just, uh, it's just from like the waist up, so I don't see if there's. <laughs> well, I
0: think we're past the spandex, spandex stage, aren't we? At this point, I think they could just show up in t-shirts and jeans, and we'd be fine. I would fine. hope so. Yeah, nobody needs to see that. Listen, I would hope so for them or me. Let's be honest
1: yeah
0: let's just leave it at that there's uh we before we uh, take a break for uh news we were talking a moment ago about the young lad in Germany that lost his license forty nine oh, yeah. minutes after he got his license. I heard this on the way home when I was listening to the six thirty ched uh, news uh, Eileen Bell telling the story about this thirty year old b c woman and now uh, she had been caught driving hundred uh, she was in a, what a one hundred and ten zone but she was doing two hundred and Five, I want to say. I'm just trying to find it here. But she was doing this incredible. Oh, yes. She was 105 kilometers over the speed limit. She was t- clocked at 215 kilometers an hour in a 110 kilometer zone. Uh, when she was uh, approached by police, she said the reason she was speeding was because she was excited about visiting her friend in Fort McMurray and well, that she was getting yes. close. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, some level of excitement, 215 kilometers an hour. She's been fine, $2,300. Mm. Now, she's driving, if I'm not mistaken, with a BC license. So, I don't know that Alberta can take her license away. She didn't appear in court herself, but she did have representation this time. For the initial uh, hearing, uh, which is uh, obligatory that you attend, she had not attended. So, I think there was she a bench warrant right yeah, out for a failure to appear. What do you think? 2300 Hundred dollars for doing. One hundred and five over the limit. I almost feel. Am I wrong? I almost feel like that should be a, a total ban from driving.
1: I, I, I'm not sure. I'd say it for a period of time a period at least. Of time. Uh, I. I I I I suspect there were some points involved in that too.
0: Well, like I say though, she's got a BC license oh, right, and so yeah. I'm not really sure how I, that works. Yeah, I don't I'm not honestly I just don't know and it's not in the article as to
1: I thought it might be a little bit more than
0: $2300. Yeah, which uh we're told is the maximum fine. Oh, is it? Yeah. So that's the reason it was handed down by the judge, the maximum What's amount.
1: What's the fastest you've ever been um clocked? Clocked uh speeding?
0: Uh, well, honestly, it's funny because we were just talking to uh, the folks from either the Halifax Schooners or Storm, and we were talking about that, you know, the, the drive between yeah. Regina and Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. It's a two-hour drive, basically, right? Uh, I've driven it so many times, but I, I did... not what I asked. I did get clocked along there. Uh, honestly, I think probably about 40 above. Mm, okay. Yeah. I was clipping along pretty good. It was in the summer. There was no... I mean, there's no excuse for it. I just wanted to get that drive behind me, so yeah, I, yeah. You, you know, uh, but yeah, I got clipped with that, and um, and I, remember, I yeah, I still remember sitting at the side of the highway and talking to the Mountie, and uh, honestly, a very nice guy. He was uh, he was training uh, a new Mountie from Depot, which they do on the weekends sometimes. They take the class that's yep. about to graduate and get them out on the highway. We had a, actually a really nice chap by the side of the highway. He didn't give me a break at all. Which is fine. Excuse I didn't you, deserve did, did one.
1: You, did you know how, uh, do you know how fast you were going?
0: You know, he didn't Pick even. That question. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's always the thing. And I know when my brother was a Mountie, they, he told me, and maybe this is not true or maybe it's changed, but he said um, that the reason they always ask the question, do you know why I've stopped you, is because if you say, yes, I was speeding, uh. then that can be presented as evidence that you knew what you were doing. So if you plead not guilty, um, he can say, well, I spoke to the driver and the driver admitted or confessed say, to speeding.
1: I, I suspect you're about to tell me.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. what I say to them. I'm always quite friendly. They're just doing their job. I, it's on me if I get.
1: That's what I said just try nailed. and let's get on with it. I know. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I was doing ten over the limit, so. Mm-hmm.
0: The one break he did <laughs> or give me was last time. The, honestly, the one break he did give me is I had a radar detector mm. and it went off to basically tell me that I was screwed. So it didn't warn me, right? And that's what we were chatting about. He was like, where did you get your radar detector? And then he told me that radar detectors were illegal in the province of Saskatchewan, which may have been the case then, might not be now. I don't know. And he said, typically we would uh, confiscate that, uh, but there's really no point because yours isn't very good. (laughs) <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Uh, the four o'clock news coming up on the other side. We'll check in with sports. We'll take a look at your mar- uh, your uh, market numbers. Plus, Gort- Gort Steinke in the house. He will uh, pop by the six thirty Chad Information Center at the twenty eighteen Grey Cup Festival.
0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.